Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. In the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we are joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, their families, and the community. We'll also be discussing issues in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Check out our daily articles on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. A career firefighter and EMT joined us on the show to talk about his line of duty injuries, both physical and mental, and how he is dedicating his life to helping others. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Joining us on the phone, we have a guest who's not a law enforcement officer and not a law enforcement officer, family member, spouse, survivor. Part of the Law Enforcement Today show, even as by the title, it's open to all first responders and also even crime victims. And our guest today, Kevin Rouse. Kevin calling us from the west coast of Florida. Kevin, thanks for joining us on the Law Enforcement Today show. Thank you for having me, Jay. Kevin is a career firefighter slash EMT. And before we go into details of his story, he's currently in litigation with his agency. We're not going to say what agency it is. This is an all too familiar story about a first responder who gets injured, is no longer able to do the job, physical injuries, mental injuries, PTSD, the whole nine yards, and they're they're wrapped up in all kinds of long-term litigation with their agency. So we have to be very careful what we say and talk about, correct? Correct. Just to protect the case, and you know, like like you had mentioned, Jay is, uh, you know, not the only one in this no. whole nation that's going through this. So. No, we've had sadly, we've had so many first responders, police officers, firefighters. Your second firefighter EMT, uh, first one was a guest named Kevin Hicks from, I believe, is Louisville, Kentucky, and his situation is dire. We'll get into your situation in a little bit. Before we do that, let's talk about your career as a first responder. Bird's eye view, overview, how long have you been doing this, and what do you do? Or what sure, did you do? Thank, uh, first, let me thank you for having uh, someone that's not you know, law enforcement on a large platform of law enforcement today. That means a lot to me, and, and I believe it's going to mean a lot to even the fire service and the overall mission of first responders in, in you know in the future so well, you know I, the I, truth is we are brothers in blue and red we, we may and i know you're gonna laugh but we have always kidded each other we've always been like siblings and sibling rivalry there's always been 
a love-hate relationship, and I, I say it's a love more uh, profoundly than the hate part. It's more like love kidding and uh, fooling around with each other. But we have each other's backs and always have. Oh, correct. I mean, especially on duty and then, you know, off duty, uh, whether it's on duty or off duty, you, you know as well as any other first responder who's done this for any significant amount of time that it's, uh, you know, we liken it to a dysfunctional family, right? But, but we're still a family in the end. And, and in the end, you know, when, it, when the rubber meets the road, per se, we, we will always have each other's backs. Uh, so, yeah, I do agree. And brothers in blue and, and you know, it, all the things that we go through together on the streets, whether we're uh, law enforcement or fire or paramedics and even dispatchers as part of the... Yeah. Corrections officers as well, and, and we all pay a very similar price, it's, and it's a heavy price that happens for our nation's first responders. So before we get into that part of it, uh, let's go over an overview of your career. Yes, sir. So I was uh, hired in, uh, I went to Fire Academy in 99, and uh, the EMT Academy uh, just following that. And then I was hired with a smaller city in Florida here in, uh, on the Gulf Coast and did about two years with them, uh, combined volunteer with a career. And then I went ahead and transitioned to the county that that city was within, like many people do, as a stepping stone and you know, better opportunities and advancements, special operations, things like that. So that was in, uh, let's see, 2001 would have been, or to around 2000 sometime, would have been when I actually started in the fire service and got my start in it. And then I transitioned and got into special operations. Uh, I had United States Coast Guard service from uh, before that out of high school. So that kind of went hand-in-hand with marine operations and fire uh, emergencies uh, on the water and also rescue swimming. And you know how it is. You name it. Uh, it's... We haven't seen it all, right, but, but compared to the majority of uh, public uh, citizens, you know, we have seen probably more than any of them actually should ever see. Right? Yeah, and it, it is one of the tolls that, that uh, we take. And, you know, and I, I, like you, gladly volunteered, signed up. I, I could tell you that I wish I knew what I know now. Uh, I still would have done it but I probably would have prepared myself better mentally for what I was going to experience. The amount of trauma you see is just mind-boggling. And the the average American has no concept of how violent, not just from criminal and crime violence, but accidents and fires and all these other things, how violent life really is and how how short it really is. No, I think, yeah, you're definitely spot on. And uh, that's one of the things that, I'm so proud to be able to just as one person help spread messages and things because as much as society, and I just put a Facebook post out that, you know, I was proud to be on your show today and on such a large platform to help with our cause. And, uh, you know, we do have a lot of support. I mean, most every American public citizen in this country supports first responders as a whole. Yeah. Right. Now, they, now there's problems with law enforcement sometimes, and there's bad apples in the fire service as well, even in medics, and you know, all, just like every walk of life. So, and I would you know, say, it, if I was an adventure guess, these these bad apples don't even re- represent anywhere even close to a half a percent of the total population of first responders. 
Yeah, I, I mean, in my experience and like yours and, and different sized departments that people may work in, whether it's volunteer, auxiliary, combination, like we know that across the country there's some that are a public safety and they do actually law enforcement and fire suppression yeah. and EMS, which is to me is, is unreal, unbelievable how you can even balance all of those. So I think it's, I mean, it's a systematic issue. I'm glad to be part of this. Uh, you know, and just work with everyone else uh, like you guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I wish there was more advocacy out there that you guys are doing, like reaching out to someone like me who is not a law enforcement officer but who under, understands uh, the same streets out there. And well, you, well, when our community members have a problem, and, and there's a chance that we all could at some point. We could have a life-threatening situation, a family member falls ill, someone gets hurt, there's a fire, there's a crime, whatever it might be. It's got to be a comforting feeling. I know it is for me that I can pick up the phone, call 911, and a fire department, EMT, law enforcement will be there. And they'll be there as quickly as they can. And that that safety blanket's 24-7, 365. And it's something that no matter where you are in the United States, you've got that. Except maybe if you live out in very rural Alaska where, you know, help is a couple days away. Right. The most of us have ready available access to emergency responders just by dialing 911. Right. And depending on, you know, which municipality, which country, I mean, which county, excuse me, or state you live in and legislation and laws for each state, then uh, in grants, then, you know, then you go by a level of service, you know, and, and different, different levels of service. But the people doing these jobs, their level of service is not much different because of what it's driven by. And, you know, so we get on that point, and what you said hit it on the head is that even though the public supports us, I, I actually believe that, this is, that first responders have the largest platform because when it goes down to our families, friends, everybody in this country, I, would, I can't speak and say everyone, right? That, I mean, but you almost can. Almost everyone in this whole country almost in the whole world when you get down to first responders even, they know somebody, two down the line or someone in their family, who is a first responder, one of us, a law enforcement, or any of them mentioned, right? Yeah. And uh, so it's, I actually believe most of the changes in this country uh, in the future will come through first responder movement and, or, or banding together. That, and that's, honestly, Jay, that, that is one, I'm, that's, a big reason why I'm very proud that you've even called to try and start mixing this together. We are. We're, we're, we're going to take a, a short break in just a moment, but uh, we're going to start expanding lawenforcementtoday.com, including points of view from other first responders, including firefighters. Folks, we're talking about Kevin Rouse, career firefighter, injured in the line of duty, both physically and mentally. We're going to talk about his status, what happened, what it's like now. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments 
for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Do you owe back taxes to the IRS? Newsflash, the president has changed the tax laws. And now you may be able to pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, the tax doctor can help you pay the IRS as little as possible allowed by law. There are new tax laws for business owners, the self-employed, even W-2 workers. If you have a back tax problem or a few years of unfilled returns, new help to save you money is now here. Call right now to see how the new tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. That's 800-663-5107. Are you working so hard to make a living you can't take time to make any real money? Is every day the same boring routine going nowhere and the money runs out before the month? My name is Ron Legrand and for over 35 years now I've been helping clients take their life back by buying and selling houses with no money, credit, experience, or license. If you'll call 800-956-0677, 24 hours, and leave a message, I'll send you my new book and CD absolutely free so you can see how. I've bought hundreds of houses and trained thousands to do the same. Call 800-956-0677 get your free starter kit until 500 are gone. You'll learn how to make a full-time income on a part-time basis without risk, largely tax-free, and get 90% of the work done for you for pennies. That's 800-956-0677. 800-956-0677. Again, 800-956-0677. That's 800-956-0677. Back to our conversation with Kevin Rouse. Kevin is a career firefighter. Basically, overview of your career, you've done almost 20 years of service as a first responder. Yeah, correct. It would be about 18 years is, is, is the, you know, without going over and, and trying to make too you know, much of what I didn't do. So I stick to what I did do, and, and that's it. I don't try and fluff, and it's, it's just the truth. So going back to your point before, uh, yeah, 18 years of this, uh, even five years, just depending on where you work. And, you know, I've been in state legislation for in Florida uh, with the main group who uh, actually got PTSD bill passed into law and signed into law, which now covers PTSD as a standalone uh, inter- injury, mental injury, where before, I, I guess, you know, a couple people had told me that when we were up in Tallahassee, that I, I kind of represented that poster child for the old law, the old statute, which it read here in Florida that in order to be 
represented by work comp and have them pay for a doctor's visit or if you needed to go see a psychologist or get medication maybe people have to get for a little while to get through whatever they've seen or what they've done. Uh, it was not covered before, zero. Right. It came out to come out of our own pocket. And that's what really got me into the political side of government, the legislative side, is that we went up there with a group of, you know, I don't want to shortchange people, but it might have been 30, 40 people total. Like the, the main members may have been 20 or 30, including the law firm that represents my case, and it also represents many of the first responders' cases in the state of Florida. And they, yeah, we had, they, they represented people like there's a Reeland family that was uh, first responders from Pulse Orlando Nightclub, which yeah. everyone nationally knows all about that. And I, I can't even begin to imagine what those first responders went through. And I prayed for the family members of the survivors. I prayed for those who were injured to survive. But I also prayed for the first responders because that's something, even my experience, I can't even wrap my head around. Yeah, I think, I think the public, as much as, they, as much as I really do believe, and I believe you do and most people that do this job, even though we don't do this, this profession, this job, or this duty for recognition, we don't do it for the money. You know, I mean, a lot of people say we should be getting paid more than celebrities. You know, and I, I, I would never debate that. But we don't do it for that, um, you know. But but the, the it, it's still tough to get a, get across to people. I think it's complacency, and we all fall into that. Even whether we're first responders on a job or off duty, we we kind of just get into well, this is expected. This is what they do. And I, when I was up legislating, you know, helping legislate in Tallahassee, and I have a a video that I did, and and. I shared my whole testimony with tears, whatever it, whatever it takes, it's just natural. And uh, it, it, it was completely strange to hear uh, League of Cities and, like, you know, a different side, maybe a partisan side, that their statements were all about money. They were all about, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to fund this? How, uh, how many firefighters and police and first responders are going to, you know, fr- make fraudulent claims? And, uh, uh, I, probably no more than actually I imagine it'd be less than make right. claims about that than those who said they hurt their back moving a file cabinet to be honest right, with I you. agree and, and there's you know while there's, there's definitely no real ways to say whether someone's going to file a fraudulent claim there are still tests in place from psychologists and from yeah uh, and there's MMP, MMPI testing and all that stuff and I'm no expert in that but one of the things that we do know we've read the research that more firefighters and police officers law enforcement officers first responders die every year from suicide than they do from line of duty deaths being accident or criminal actions and one of the big proponents of that one of the big causes is post-traumatic stress disorder that's a primary factor in this Absolutely. Uh, and one of the things that everybody agrees on, everybody that's worked as a first responder says the stigma about asking for help with this prevents the vast majority from ever asking for help. So if there is a stigma about PTSD, oh, there still is. Then yeah, yeah, yeah there still is. But yeah. h- how many people are going to fraudulently claim that I got this problem? No, when they, people they, that really have it won't. And, and for PTSD, mo- I mean, for one. Uh, for people that get the public, I think needs to just maybe keep in mind or just be reminded of things. A lot of times that 
the people that get into these professions, the majority of them, other than those few bad apples that we've mentioned, right, that they're going to come out no matter what, the majority of people that go through these things, it's so competitive, it's so difficult, you know how it is to get through academy yeah. and testing for jobs. This is not a resume and interview. There's so many processes, and it's very competitive all the way along. And so these people that get into this, they care about saving lives and about actually protecting, you know, what their oath was. And they, people that do that, they, I mean, I don't know the data either. I don't want to misspeak, misspeak on that, but it's, I would have a hard time believing if anyone, including legislatures or the president of the U.S. himself, if they said, well, what's the fraudulent, what, what they're going to do, they our type is just not the type that does those types no, of things. The vast majority won't. The, the vast majority of people I know, the ones we've interviewed, the ones I met, want to do full careers, and they they want to get no more than what they're entitled to, and they want to go live their life in peace afterwards. That's all they're looking for. They want to have quality time with their family members, soaking right. up the sun, for lack of better words. And that, that's exactly what I did for the 18 years I was in the career, and and the other aspect is is you know, the, the family, I mean, the sacrifices that first responders have to make, I think, is that's where complacency sets in with the public. And as much as they support, and we have 9-11 ceremonies, and, and they, they do really support first responders. I think we all believe that. And, uh, but as much as they do that, the complacency there, they, they, they tend to forget how much sacrifice even our wives and our families Absolutely. have to make. And then they have to actually be stronger than the first responders themselves. Well, you brought up an, an interesting point. When you talk about uh, the concerns from governments about fraudulent claims, you know, mm-hmm. they're worried that first responders, firefighters, and law enforcement may claim to have PTSD when they don't and trying to get a retirement. When you brought up 9-11, 9-11, how many of those people, those government officials, do you think at that point were concerned with how many of these first responders were fraudulent that went running into those World, World Trade Center to save people and, and perished. How many of them were concerned? What percentage of those people, those men and women, those brothers and sisters, were looking for an easy retirement? Do you think anybody did? Uh, I, I, think it's a, I think it's actually a difficult question to you know, put a number on, honestly. I'm not trying to be political. You know, quite, well, I'm, I'll do it for you because I know you can't. Uh, these politicians that say these things when the real stuff happens, when the really bad things happen, and they call 911 and the first responders show up, they don't question the, the, the loyalty, the integrity. They don't question the honesty of these first responders like they do when they get hurt, but they just want them to come save people. And when they do, it's great. When they do and they get hurt physically and or mentally, they oftentimes get put through the ringer by those same government agencies that hey, come help us. Absolutely, and I know you can't, and I, and I don't want to point you, uh, paint you in the corner where you have to say things like that. But that kind of thing really, really no, sticks okay. in my I, craw. I can speak to that. I just, you know, I appreciate you just kind of leaving, you know, specific uh, agency names and things yeah. out of it just to protect uh, cases like I would do for yours or anyone else. Yeah, that has it does, them. and this has happened to so many first responders that we've interviewed, and it's a, there's a lot more that want to come tell their stories, like Kevin Rouse. Kevin's a career firefighter. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about his career, what he's seen, what happened to him, and without going into great technique, great specifics, I'll say, due to legal 
proceedings. We'll talk about what he's going through now. This is Law Enforcement Today's show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Epidemic. America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost, and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at transformationstreatment.center. Do you owe back taxes to the IRS? Newsflash, the president has changed the tax laws. And now you may be able to pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, the tax doctor can help you pay the IRS as little as possible allowed by law. There are new tax laws for business owners, the self-employed, even W-2 workers. If you have a back tax problem or a few years of unfilled returns, new help to save you money is now here. Call right now to see how the new tax tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. That's 800-663-5107. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly, we now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. That's a new page. Be sure to click like when you get there and follow. In addition, we have our main page, which is Law Enforcement Today. So do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. And we are back. Joining us on the phone, Kevin Rouse, calling from the west coast of Florida. Thanks for joining us. And by the way, thank you for your service as a firefighter and EMT and also in the Coast Guard. Very much appreciated. You know, that's, that's been my pleasure, and that's, that's a lot of uh, people involved in politics, things, uh, they, they'll say, oh, it's my pleasure to serve, and I, I can put it straight out, man, is that uh, I've said it before on in public forums and on Facebook and everywhere, and, it, and I, it's the truth. They're, they're, we have in Florida a couple people that are first responders or retired first responders, and they are actually state representatives. They, I believe that... You know, these people that are elected politicians, they, first of all, you have to know what real service even means yeah, and sacrifice. Right. And I don't believe most of our politicians up into the highest level of our country 
office, they don't have a clue because they haven't lived it. They haven't walked in those boots. Now, it doesn't mean you can't have, I mean, it doesn't mean you can just have a firefighter or law enforcement guy take some top office without other qualifications. But if they have business and they have, uh, you know, policy and they know law and they learn all these things and all the procedure, then I believe those are the ones that every state, every city and county, and even the nation at a certain point in the future should be looking to if those people are interested in running for selected office. And it's it's part of the obligation they have, and I'm not going to say the person's name, but this Mm -hmm. uh, was a person not far from you. Their spouse was a, a police officer killed in line of duty, and the jurisdiction that he worked for was trying to give her a pension of only 50% plus health insurance. And uh, it took our then governor to intercede and say, not only is this wrong, it's morally wrong. And and here's the reasons why. And we as a state don't do that. And you as a county and as a a city or township shouldn't do that either. And ultimately they wound up giving her what she should have gotten because she didn't ask to lose her husband. And it's sad to say, but it took a, an elected official to step up and say, you know what, I'm going to do what's uncomfortable because it's right. And unfortunately, uh, I think most of the American public, no matter which side they lean and partisan and party lines and all these things that they're infighting and arguing about, I think most people believe that in the end. Especially with, and I'll make a point real quick, and then, then if we can get to you know, where I'm at and yep. what led me to this, that be, you know, if you want to do that still, is that it, it, it takes a lot, man, to do these professions. And I made a point when we were legislating up in Tallahassee in my testimony in front of the Senate hearing. And I said, look, the people tell, you know, you'll have your random people that say, well, they knew what they were getting into. They knew what they were up against. They knew what they were doing. And that's on them. And, and that's just, that is just not the truth. No one can know what you're getting yourself into until you're into it right. for a while, until it's damaged, until you've seen, and I'll repeat what I did in my testimony, like a family of four, right, that are burned alive in a car when you're trying to get them out with jaws of life in the middle of the night, and they, they burn to death in front of you. I mean, it, it, these are things that, you know, most people just, they, no matter how much they support us, I understand. They, it, they shouldn't think of it, so they want to maybe push it off. But that's why, again, I know we're off base a little, but I, I, for me, I can't stress that enough, how great this is, that there, it's almost like a movement that is starting. And it's a and, movement that needs to happen because there's still a lot of states that, A, don't recognize post-traumatic stress disorder at all. There's a lot of states that have become very progressive that are, have done what Florida has done. And everybody's listening should check with their state and find out. But not every state is like that. And even some of the most progressive states are, are the worst. So I'd like to go into, let, let's talk about what happened to you. Okay, so we'll, we'll just start, we'll just go with one. And then if you, you know, if I've had the pleasure of being back on your show, maybe we can, you know, yep. get into other things too. You know, we have tons of stories to, and testimonies that are true. So uh, what led me out of this career and actually into uh, just remaining in government and service is my last call was a uh, single vehicle rollover accident on major highway 75 here in florida it was six in the morning and there were 16 people in one f-250 king cab one pickup truck it was a mass casualty level three incident 
which I know the public may be not aware what that is, but it's a pretty significant incident. And there was debris spread out all over. There was 10 people in the bed of the truck, according to reports. There was a pregnant female who ended up in the back bench seat, the only one left on that, in that truck. She was six months pregnant. And they were all migrant workers. So it was the only way they could, uh, uh, you know, transport. None of them knew a lick of English. And it was chaotic. Now, I, I'm not going to compare it to a pulse because, it's, you know, it, you can't compare anything to, like, a pulse. And it's wrong for us to do that. And I do it, but uh, it's wrong for us to entertain the thoughts of comparing that mine's not as bad as someone else's. Mine is as bad as it was. Well, right. My, and, and everyone's going to take it as bad as each individual processes things. And, and a lot of us, I think, in this career, we process things as to what we've already seen and the horror right. thing. And then we come across things like uh, some of the people at Pulse, let's say. They, it was one of the, you know, they hadn't been in it for 30 years. They had, you know, 10, 12, 8 years. And it was enough. It, it was enough to break people. So... I mean, I, I just want to touch on the stigma part real quick because it's interesting. It brought up a, uh, it, it reminded me. I do see a trauma therapist, you know, once a month, and it's uh, it's good. It's good for anyone, I think, in this career, whether they think they have PTSD, whether they, uh, you know, think they're ever going to get it or not, uh, whether they're showing signs. Because the truth is, most people have it. They just, uh, you know, it affects them in ways. They don't talk about. Maybe they've been divorced four times, and that's a key factor, right? Maybe there's uh, dependency and all those things. Uh, but the point is, is that my therapist that I see, and she keeps me fairly straight with everything, and on point, and how to uh, deal with things. It's, it's very simple, and it's healthy. Is she tells me that she has people. The stigma part. She has people that will pay cash out of her pocket, out of their pocket, and drive two hours. From a, from a northern county or southern one to come see her off the record, kind of, because they're so afraid of being blackballed or something else by or their, their agency finding okay. out. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that, that my last call of my I don't know if it's the last call because I'm still going through what happened. I was trying to extricate this six-month pregnant woman. Now, we were the first arriving unit on scene. It was about dawn. It was dawn in the morning, like 6 o'clock, just daybreak. And this truck went off the interstate at 85 miles an hour and flipped six times in the median. And, uh, you know, there's bodies all over the place in debris. And there ended up being 60 first responders on that scene, which that, that's a significant uh, incident uh, by anyone's standards. I was getting her out, and I happened to get the jaws of life into the vehicle. We were the only unit there. There was four of us and 16 patients. And two of them were trauma codes or verge on that. Two were trauma alerts. We flew four out. In the process of me getting this pregnant female out, I ended up uh, rupturing one disc uh, and went in and pinched on my nerve constantly for, uh, it was 15 months. Went through the PT, you went through all the steps that they put everyone through, correct? Yeah, and I want to cut you off because we're going to take a short break right yeah. here. Uh, we'll come back. We'll rejoin our conversation with Kevin Rouse, career firefighter, uh, about physically being injured and uh, more of the conversation, in particular, how things are not going the way they should or the way you would expect. This is Law Enforcement Today's show. We'll be right back. 
Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-451-8603 800-451-8603 That's 800-451-8603 You don't see as well as you used to, and it's getting worse. You're not sure where to turn for support. Wondering what's next? Vision loss doesn't have to hold you back from living the life you want. The National Federation of the Blind can help whether you're blind or experiencing vision loss. Visit nfb.org to connect with people in your community and get support. The National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want. Joining us on the phone from the West Coast of Florida, we have Kevin Rouse, Kevin, a career firefighter. And Kevin, you're talking about this horrible accident, and I'm trying to visualize it, and quite honestly, I can't. Uh, I yeah, do I know it, 75, and we have it, horrific accidents on there. Hard, and, hard and anyone that wants to Google it, just real quick, it's on Google. You can, uh, it's, uh, you know, the 16-person <laughs> accident, Florida. I don't even need to give you the, the county because it'll, it'll pop up. How many people uh, perished in that accident? Zero. Wow. Uh-huh. That's, that's a testament this, to you and your crew. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the gist of it, and, you know, except for things maybe none of us can explain, because, uh, honestly, that was a call where quite a few of us on scene said, well, it doesn't look so good for these couple, because we've seen plenty of like, right, right, like that. So, well, when you have a pickup truck with 16 people, that means at least, at least 12, 11 to 12 are in the bed. There were 10 in the bed. And when that thing flips over... It's a 75, 80 miles an hour on the interstate. It's horrible. 85 and hit soft thing. It was, it was June 1st, uh, 2017. So the uh, soil's softer than the median and all that. And in the process of doing that, I ended up rupturing a disc. I actually gave it about a week because I had been through work comp things before for physical things. And I knew, you know, it, it's just, it's not always your agency's fault. That's the thing that I've, I've, I've kind of coming around to accept and learn because even your chiefs and everyone else they're, they're trying to protect their own livelihood as well yes i do so get that goes to your legislatures and your politicians and your people who are making these laws and, and then making it difficult for even your own county risk management everything for them to, to do what they probably want to do anyhow and they also are the ones that that appoint and hire workers' compensation insurance companies to protect their interests. And and I always say this, it, it doesn't matter what agency it is, it, they're ultimately responsible for people they hire. Correct. They're their agents. And when they, they treat our first responders horribly, that elected official has to look at themselves and the need to be held accountable. And then, and then we, yeah, it goes a lot deeper on, you know, who we're electing and, 
and are we electing people by what they say they're going to do or or what they show and you know i mean politics goes all deeper you know that but yeah but before we get too lost in that we've got about uh five six more minutes i I really don't want to short your story yeah so so basically the process i went through uh i went through about a week i gave it a week because i had been through that i said well I, i would rather prefer not go through that just like most people in this career, they refuse to even use work comp. They'd rather use their sick and vacation leave their own. And that's, a, that's to me, a travesty in itself. Yes. Because that, that's time off when we use to actually decompress uh, mentally. So, you know, anyway, I, I ended up being kind of like that poster child for the old law, where, which said you had to, and it's a, I still cannot understand how this ever was let for so long. The law read that you had to have a physical injury first on this on a call on an incident, and if you had a physical, if you had a post-traumatic or a a traumatic mental injury resulting from that, then it would be covered. Which that's backwards to me, I mean, and to most people, and that's why the law got changed. And believe it or not, that our own unions for a year that we would be able to push that through. And we have tried for a year or two. So anyway, we got that pushed through. I've gone through, I went through 15 months of physical therapy, all these things, and finally ended up getting a surgical procedure. And that's the thing. They ended up paying for that anyhow. So then I'm saying, well, why are they holding people off? What's the big holdup? They're going to pay a surgery anyway, the cost. And then they're also going to pay for post-traumatic stress and any counseling that someone may need. And then they're also going to pay attorney's fees of three or $400 an hour. Right. And whose money is that? That's taxpayers' money. Right. So is there, any, is there something else about my case I can answer? I know we need to wrap up for you. Your status right now, you're, you're going is, through retirement process, my, correct? My, my uh, department uh, chose to invoke a legal FMLA, which is 12 weeks. And a lot of people aren't familiar with that either. With even frontline first responders injured in the line of duty, your department, at least in Florida, has FMLA. I believe it's a federal thing. And after 12 weeks, your employer may involuntarily separate or terminate whatever terminology they want. And that's what my department chose to do. Uh, so it's, you know, it is what it is. I, I consider that kind of a godsend because... I, I may not have wanted to do that for another 10 years like I had planned because I, I think mentally I was at that point. And, and nobody wants to get hurt and have a surgery, but that's what it took for me. And it took the largest call of my career, uh, most significant call of my career, and uh, most of the first responders that were on that scene as well. They're not going to see a call like that again, most of those people. But I'm sure each one of them was impacted. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yep. And negatively. And uh, it, well, yeah. we say all the time, we watch Hollywood movies or television shows. If it's about firefighters or police, doesn't matter which one, they're always going to have at least one character who uh, drinks too much, who uh, has had multiple divorces, has owes alimony, has child support issues. And uh, the, the, they, they portray them as bad people, as bad guys. And quite often, in my opinion, they're, they're men and women who are suffering from uh, being exposed to too much. Yeah, it's too much. It's you know, and, and too much is kind of you know relative because too much for you maybe too little for me, and vice versa. And and then it could just take one call 
where where the bubble bursts, right? You want to call it, and it doesn't it doesn't mean you're crazy and you you burst, but it but it has happened, like you mentioned before, and we never knew that people had PTSD, maybe, but in my own department, we over my career, we've had uh, one of my firefighter partners I worked with for a couple years, no signs really. He kept himself about it if it was bothering him, if, and if if this was the case, it, all I know is that he ended up murdering his wife and then killing himself. Yeah. So, you know, that's all too often it happens, and that's what's sad, and that's why I'm glad. I'm so happy to be able to just speak with you and hopefully continue some other time, too. We will. If you were to talk to a first responder who's struggling with issues, uh, substance abuse issues and or PTSD-related issues, what would your advice be to them? My advice would be to uh, just... You know, we're, we're, we are thought of as, you know, by the public as the most courageous people. And I guess intrepid, you know, is a, is a good word to use as well. And, and you know, we're, we're the heroes, correct? The quote heroes and out there. And, but when it comes to our, ourselves, I think we have, to thought, we have to feel the same way. And not just us personally, but it affects our families. We have, to, we have to keep that in mind that if we hide this in ourselves and we don't, you know, we don't want to talk to our families about it because they don't need to hear about these things. It's not right. But they're going to they're going to suffer the effects of, yeah, of all this stuff. The irritability, the arguing, the isolation, all that stuff will affect yeah. them. And then your family may not have any idea why you're even being like that. And then it, it's just a, a unraveling and snow, you know, just effect. So, and then that doesn't lead to anything good usually. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say it's not about getting help because I think the word matters too in our minds. We don't. We we're types that we don't feel we need help. We are the helpers. Right. And when you when you, it's just how you come across. Now in our department, we had a critical incident stress management program set up where we would take units, and they still have it, and it's great. They they take units out of service. So on the on the PTSD part and stress, they're actually doing that well, but their hands are tied when it comes to state legislation and work cop laws. I'm following you. 100 percent we're definitely have to be back on the show talk more about your situation a follow-up uh what happens to your litigation i'm hoping it goes well and we'll be talking with kevin rouse and look forward to seeing contributions from him on our website lawenforcementtoday.com kevin thanks so much for being a guest on the show very much appreciated i'm honored to do it i, I hope to work with you guys in the future and uh uh, thank you and i will be contributing uh, the, the most i have time to do this is one of the most vital uh, issues facing our country, and I'll leave it with this, just because if people think of what government was formed for in the first place, it's to protect the safety and welfare of the citizens, I believe. And if they're not, if, if our governments are not protecting the front line, first responders' health, and, and me, meaning mental and physical, and getting them out there and keeping them healthy, and caring about them, then what does that say for the people we're responding to who are relying on us to save their lives? Absolutely. Thank you so very much, man. Thank you so much, Jay. If you or someone you know is struggling, a firefighter, first responder, law enforcement officer, military veteran with uh, PTSD, other co-occurring mental health disorders, substance abuse, do yourself a favor. Call the good folks at Transformations Treatment Center, 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here at Law Enforcement Today. On behalf of everyone associated with the show and the website, this is John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya.